What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Transform Podcast. My name is Caleb Rutherford, and I'm your host, and I'm so excited to kick off another season, a brand new season, season number six here at the Scattered Abroad Network. And uh, man, what a blessing, what a joy it has been to be able to be a part of uh, this network and to do all the things that we've been able to do, to work alongside all of the, the great brothers and preachers that are on this network. Uh, we have got so many moving parts on this network, over 20 people working with us. Uh, nobody takes a salary, but it's all just volunteer basis and everybody just happily volunteers their time to do this. And that's something that I guess it's hard for me to to grasp that so many people want to do this uh, for us. Uh, but it, but I'm certainly grateful and I feel humbled and privileged to be able to work on this network. Obviously, all glory to God. Without him, none of this is possible. And we do all of this to point other people to him. Uh, but we're super excited to kick off a brand new season. I believe this is the very first episode of any of our season sixes because August the 1st happened to land on a Tuesday. And that is my day to upload. So you're getting you're getting me for the very first episode. So I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Uh, you can take that for what it's worth. Uh, but all that being said, we do have a bunch of other podcasts as well, getting ready to come out with brand new content. So we'll be looking out for those uh, as well. Also, in the next couple of weeks, if you are planning on coming to Polishing the Pulpit, we will be there uh, set up with a booth in the exhibit hall. So we certainly would appreciate if you would come by and say hello. Uh, let us know that you're listening and you can even maybe catch a live recording of one of our podcasts. We always record our joint podcast there at PTP. Uh, it's the easiest time when all of us as hosts are together. I think we're rotating 12 different uh, guys through the joint podcast this time. So you should have a, a plethora of different individuals to be able to listen to uh, throughout this whole process. Um, but uh, again, if you're at PTP, then come on by, come say hello, and uh, we'd, we'd love to meet you and love to have you. Uh, this season, season number six, for me on the Transform Podcast is all is going to be all about worship, transforming our worship. And I think it's something that's very pertinent, uh, extremely uh, important for us to talk about, for us to continue to consider. Worship has been something that's talked about you know, for, for all of time, ever since we have been commanded to do it. Um, but people have begun to, to, to change it, to have skewed views of it and to do all kinds of things that are not commanded for us to do, um, within the scriptures. And so we're going to look about, look at a lot of these different things, uh, over the course of, uh, these next few months. Um, every single episode is going to have a guest on it. And so you don't have to just listen to me the whole episode, but you get to hear a conversation between uh, myself and some some other uh, individuals who I have selected to have on. And today, to kick us off uh, with episode number one, as well as episode two and number three, is our brother Josh Cantrell. Josh, thanks for being on the podcast today, man. My man, good to be here today, man. Appreciate the opportunity and uh, excited to talk about worship. Absolutely, man. Josh is a great friend of mine. I find myself on Mondays uh, going to the office and pulling his I'm sermons the best up. friend. You can just say it. All right, you're my best friend. You're my best friend. I mean, uh, and we, we, we talk all the time. We, we're, we bounce ideas off each other, get advice from each other. I haven't been able to play any golf yet together, but I'm sure that's coming pretty soon. GP is coming. Yep. Yep. So we'll, we'll find some time to get, to get 18 in at some point, I'm sure. Uh, but Josh, uh, I don't think I've actually had you on the podcast before. You're obviously on the Scattered Abroad Network. You host your own podcast. But talk a little bit about yourself, your work, your family, and then also the podcast that you do for us. Yeah, sounds good, man. Um, again, my name is Josh. I preach for the Avondale Church of Christ in Decatur. 
uh, married to Danny, one son, Adrian, and life is good. Um, been privileged to be a part of the Scattered Abroad Network probably since its inception yeah. or, you know, a little shortly yep. after that. And uh, I'm always shouting you guys out on mine, man. You and Michael, I'm just, I'm just thankful to be a, to be a small part of, uh, like you said, just so many different moving parts that make this network what it is. And uh, I would always encourage you guys to listen to not just me or Caleb, but all the guys, you know, they were just great preachers, husbands, fathers, you know, all of us wear a thousand different hats, but it's just amazing you know, the, the cohesiveness that we have. And that's only a result of us preaching the same thing. So right. Right. You know, I love to preach, love to study and uh, love to play golf. And, uh, <laughs> just, you know, just, just thankful to be here, man. Yep. All good stuff. Yeah, that's awesome. So your podcast comes out once a month on uh, which, do you remember which Saturday it is? The first Saturday, first, I believe. First Saturday. So you kick off every month, every first Saturday uh, with Josh's podcast called the diligent podcast. It's all about Bible study. You, you really dig and dive into the text and pull things out that God has put in there for us. Um, so I would certainly point everyone in that direction to that podcast. I'll, I will, um, put a link to it in the show notes below. Also, like Josh said, go to all of our, our other podcasts, go to scatteredabroad.org. Um, or you can go to whatever podcast platform it is that you want to use and look up, uh, scattered abroad network master feed. And every single episode goes onto that. And then you can, from there, uh, search whatever particular podcast or individual podcast that you want to listen to. If you don't want to listen to all of them, that's fine. Just find the one that you like, find the one that fits you and, and your style and uh, have at it by listening to it. We've got plenty of content at this point. We've been doing this for about two and a half years, um, and hopefully we're still going to keep going. Uh, we've got a bunch of big projects coming. Uh, obviously, we're all busy. We all hold full-time local work responsibilities, and so doing this is I guess more kind of like a side gig for all of us. It's not our main job for any of us. Um, and so sometimes we have deadlines that we try to meet. We don't always meet them, but we do have projects that are coming out, you know, hopefully in the, over the next few months. And uh, certainly we'll be putting that out uh, on all of our social media platforms, as well as our webs or as our email. If you haven't signed up for our email list, we send out an email twice a month. And uh, if you can, uh, if you want to receive that, go to our website at again, scatteredby.org, scroll all the way down, put in your information that it requires of you. And then you'll get that every uh, every single month. So, obviously excited for uh, for Josh to be here and for this particular season to kick off episode number one, season number six. We're gonna talk about worship um, over the course of these next few episodes. Specifically today, we're kind of just want to lay some lay I guess lay a foundation, lay some groundwork, and talking about exactly worship. But what is worship? And I think it's kind of a loaded question, right? Because, you know, I be, a lot of people have a lot of different views of what worship is. But let me let me begin by asking you this, Josh. Obviously, our world has a different view of worship. Um, I guess a plethora of different views of worship and what it looks like and what it should consist of. So, Josh, let me ask you this. What does the world think worship is? And it's so interesting when you just watch television and, you know, sometimes on YouTube, I'll be scrolling, kind of just right. finding something to watch and you'll see different worship videos pop up. It's almost like today people have a an idea that worship has to be this, you know, this experience, something that makes me feel good and something that, you know, that speaks to my heart. And we're not saying that worship doesn't do those things. Of course, worship is certainly should, should move us, but it shouldn't move us in the way the world thinks. Right. 
lot of people in the world today feel as if if they don't, you know, if the preacher or if the singing doesn't move them or sway them in a certain direction, then it's not necessarily worship. And so when people come into the Lord's house and when they see how we worship as New Testament Christians, they think it's just something wrong with us. Right. Well, you guys are not as expressive right. as we are in, in, in our worship. And, and sadly, even, even in the brotherhood, sometimes we have that same concept as well that, you know, worship is all about what I can get out of it. It, it, it needs to be something that makes me feel good. Right. When you read the New Testament, when you, even when you read the Old Testament, just thinking about the tabernacle and the temple and the patriarchal dispensation, all the different elements that went into worship, right. these individuals giving God the very best they have to offer, it's almost like we switch that today. You know, what can God give me right. to make me feel good about worshiping him? And right. it's like, you know, how does that go with what the New Testament says? Right. So it really... You know, it's really sad that we've taken something so intimate and something so beautiful and we've just constantly torn it down throughout the halls of history. Right. And, you know, I think about the different things we give to God. Of course, we, you know, give our prayers to God. That's true. But we also give our worship to God as well. And we often encourage people we need to worship God, John, verse, John 4, verse 24, in spirit and in truth. Man, that is great. That 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 verse right there is a really good verse and right. talking and challenging us on how we should worship God. And so the concept of worship is 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 sad. But again, it goes back to us not having a proper understanding of what the New Testament teaches in regards to our worship. Even today, just think about all the, the different innovations people want to bring into worship, whether it's you know, the hand clapping or whether it's having different microphones, whatever it is, but the New Testament doesn't teach any of those things. And so when you think about worship, of course, the five acts of worship, I'm sure we'll talk about that in a little while, one of these episodes here, but, but man, it's just rather sad that the world thinks worship, you know, the way the New Testament teaches us what worship is kind of like Acts chapter 17, when Paul goes to Morris Hills there, Paul basically says, let me tell you about the gods you don't know. It's almost like today we need to tell the world, well, let, well, let us show you how to worship God the way the Bible instructs us to do that. Right. No, you're exactly right. And I think, you know, it's it, it's interesting. And it, you're going to hear a lot of stuff on this episode that's probably going to be repeated over the course of this entire season. And I say all that because of this. People have such a skewed view of worship. And you opened up by talking about people think that worship is for us. And in some sense, if you do it the correct way, you will be edified, right? That's Ephesians 5.19, Colossians 3.16, talking about the idea of, of being admonished and edified through our singing. When you do things like that the right way, you're going to be built up. You're going to feel edified and encouraged, and you're going to feel extremely spiritually strong uh, if you do worship God in the right way, in the way that he has commanded. But something that we have to completely understand is this that we are not the audience in worship god is and we are just simply collective participants and that's something i'm sure that i'm going to repeat and you're going to hear other people say on this entire podcast and it's interesting because when you look at the way that people worship today like you said you know you look at all of these you know you look at even these huge mega churches right so i'm in the dfw area if you go five hours south in houston you find uh, the lakewood church right where joel osteen is at and they have you know usually like fifty thousand people every single week well why is that why is it that churches like that have you know thousands of people coming and attending and listening to their worship service 
But you look at, you know, the Lord's church, um, so many congregations struggle to get, you know, 100 or 150 people there. Why is that? Well, it's because people have a skewed view of what worship is all about. People go to places like that because they want to go to feel good. They want to go to, you know, put put a smile on their face and make their heart happy um, as it concerns the way that they feel. And when they walk into that building, they know that they're going to get a message that's only about love and grace. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and certainly all of those things are pertinent. But when that's the only thing that you teach, when you don't teach about the fact that there's a responsibility placed on a Christian, when you don't teach about the fact that there's obedience involved and that there's a sacrifice that has to be made on, you know, on behalf of every single person, when you when you when you miss out on all those things, you get a completely skewed view of Christianity. And so when you have worship being done the wrong way, then you walk out of there with a wrong way of, of with a wrong view of how to live your own life as a Christian. So I think it's extremely important. It, it truly matters the way that we worship. And um, it's unfortunate that the world around us has a completely different view of what worship is all about. And we're going to talk about more, you know, a lot more about this um, as we go through not only this episode, but uh, the, the few episodes that we have here for this season. Josh, let me ask you this. Obviously, the, we've just talked about the world. The world has a very different view of what worship should look like. Many people in the world have differing views amongst each other of what the, of what worship should look like. But let me ask you this. What does the Bible say? Obviously, we know the Bible is our standard of authority. It is our standard of living. Everything that we do, we must um, hold it up to the Bible and see what it has to say about what we are supposed to do. And so obviously, you know, we were, we've been put on this earth to glorify God and to worship him. So God, I mean, obviously would have put down instructions on how he wanted to be worshiped because that is our purpose here. So what does the Bible say that those things are? Yes, sir. I think about it from two different angle points and I want to go over those, you know, really old Testament, new Testament. When I think about worship, you know, from the patriarchal dispensation, of course, father, patriot means archie, father means rule, fathers right. acting as a priest for their family. I think about Abraham in Genesis chapter 22, and I think about Abraham and, and of course, the offering of Isaac upon the altar, and of course, so many different preaching points. Right. Um, Hebrews chapter 11, yep. Isaac begins Abraham's only begotten, John 3 verse 16, so many different, you know, foreshadow points in that chapter. Right. But three things always stands out to me about the worship of Abraham in Genesis chapter 22. You think about the altars of Abraham and Abraham's worship. You have, I believe, in Genesis 22, verse one, you had the challenge, God challenging Abraham. And then you have the confidence, Genesis 22, verse five, the contemplation and the call of worship. But the, but the key point there is Abraham worship consisted of three things. And even in the New Testament today, our worship is still consisted of these same three things. Number one, it was about submission. Sure. I'm submitting to the will of God. I'm I'm, I'm giving God the very best I have to offer. And it was also about sacrifice. I think about Genesis 22, verse 5. And Abraham says, Abide ye here while I and the lad go yonder and Mm -hmm. we'll come again unto you. So it was about submission, a sacrifice, but it was also about separation. Abraham was willing to separate himself from all worldly concerns and distractions to make sure his worship was going to be acceptable to God. So those three things I always find interesting, sacrifice, submission, and separation. But even in the New Testament today in John chapter four, of course, that's normally the the chapter and the verse we go to about worship that Jesus is conversing with the woman of Samaria, the woman at the well. And they get into this conversation about worship, the hour cometh when and now is 
when the true worshipers in them, verse number 40, verse number 24, rather, God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. And of course, in verse number 24, that verse has been preached from the beginning of the New Testament. <laughs> right. We have the full revelation of God's word. Right. You know, you have the act, you have the attitude, you have the aim, you have all those things in that one verse there. And so when we think about what does the Bible teach us about worship today, the Bible teaches us that worship is sacred. I think, well, I'm, I'm pretty sure Second Samuel 24, verse 24, David says, I will not offer unto the Lord that which costs me nothing. Mm, and so we right. see that we have to be willing to give God something for our worship to be acceptable unto him. We give God, we give of our means. We think back on the Lord's Supper. We sing praises. We listen to the preaching of the gospel. All these different elements are connected in us worshiping the God of heaven. But, you know, I think it's so interesting when we think about worship. You know, people say today that, you know, worship is just supposed to be easy. It's just something we go through. It's just something we do. But I think when it's done right, worship is hard. Right. I think it's supposed to be hard because we can't do it without God. Right. I mean, I think I think the basis of our worship should ultimately be the relationship that we have with the God in heaven. And so worship is for God from us. Right. And God is not, you know, requiring it, but I think he's requesting it, you know, in order for you to be my child, in order for you to truly be a disciple of mine, why wouldn't we want to come to worship? Right. We always talk about Hebrews 10, 24 and following there. Uh, but, you know, going back to the original question here, the Bible from cover to cover just teaches us what worship is. Again, John 4, verse 24, uh, Genesis chapter 22. I think about Luke chapter 7, the woman uh, that was called out and we see how she was willing to do whatever it took to make sure she was going to go sit at the feet of Jesus. And we have to be willing to do the same thing as well. Yeah, no, you're exactly right. God is so good. He is so great. He's so high and so holy. And when you try to take a step back to understand who he is, it's so hard. You can't. I love that word, holy. Yeah, mm -hmm. you can't do it because he is um, he's so perfect. And what he has done for us is so, in, it's so hard to comprehend. Um, it's so hard to fathom, to understand. And so when you think about all of the things that God has done for us, like you said, why would we not want to worship him? But then why would we not want to worship him in the way that he is required for us to do it? Um, and I like what you said there, how it talks about how you mentioned, you know, it takes it takes hard work to worship God in the right way. And I think far too, far too often we become methodical in our worship. We get into a rut and we kind of just go through the motions, kind of like, you know, you're tying your shoes. You don't really think about it, right? Um, and the same thing oftentimes is with worship. You just do it. And it's kind of like you check off the box and, and you, you're, done for, you're done for the week. Um, and I think even well-meaning Christians do that. I know that sometimes I've found myself in that way where I'm not really thinking about what I'm doing. Um, and it, but in order to do that, it does take hard work, right? It takes mental effort and, and, and it takes diligence in, in doing what you're supposed to be doing and, and concentrating during the Lord's Supper and in and singing and focusing on the words and, and trying to listen, you know, to prayers and to, this, and to the preaching and all of those things. You know, when you wrap all of that up together, it ought to be something that takes a lot out of us. But so many times people approach worship in such a way to where, like you mentioned, if you don't, you don't prepare for it. So you can kind of just show up and then, and then leave, but preparation for worship, you know, I, in my, in my opinion, it starts, you know, long before Sunday, 
Yes, um, and especially, you know, for you and I as ministers, we, you know, we're always kind of in that mode, right? You're looking ahead towards Sunday. You're always thinking and contemplating on your sermons and your preaching. So I understand that that's a little bit different from, you know, your average member, but in the mindset should still be there that, hey, this is coming. I know it's coming. What am I going to do to prepare myself for that? You know, what am I going to do going into the weekend? So, you know, to prepare myself so I know that I'm going to be able and ready and prepped to worship God. I don't want to come into worship. I don't want to come into the assembly um, with with a mind that is distracted and focused on, on, on all of these other things that are in the world. So I think that's extremely important. Um, I appreciated what you said about uh, Abraham, your submission, sacrifice, and separation. It sounds like you've preached that before once or twice. Man, yes, huh? yes, <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> that, that, that's good, man. That's awesome. But obviously, it's extremely important. Um, the Bible, God, you know, through the, through the Holy Spirit, um, wrote these words down. Obviously, they are there for us to study and to know and to implement into our lives. So I think it's extremely important. But as we let's close out this episode with this last question. Why, why does this matter? Why does it really matter the way that we worship? Because so many people think as long as I offer worship, right, as long as I give something to God, then God has to accept it. God, it's just got to be there for him. And he's just got to he's just got to say, OK, you gave it to me. I'm going to accept it. Well, let's move on. Why does it really matter? Uh, the way that we worship. Yes, sir. When you were just talking a moment ago, Caleb, I, my mind immediately started running to, you know, different places throughout the Bible. That's right. just kind of who we are as right, preachers. Right, right. And uh, I thought about, of course, that that golden text of, Le- of Leviticus 10, 1 and 2 there. And uh, I'll read that for you guys here. It says, And Nadab and Abihu, the sons of Aaron, took either of them his incense, his, his censer rather, and put fire therein and put incense thereon and offer strange fiber for the Lord, which he commanded them not. Now, at first glance, people read Leviticus 10. And of course, they ultimately read about how God is going to burn it. I've been about in verse number two. But what people fail to realize is that in Exodus chapter 30 in verse number nine, uh, Moses there records, of course, the words of God. Exodus 30 verse nine says, ye shall offer no strange incense thereon. Right. At this time, there are only five people that can offer worship, Nadab and Abihu, Ithamar, Eleazar, and Aaron. And so only only five people really <laughs> had received those instructions right, anyway. Right. And so it's not like these these boys didn't know Exodus 30, verse 9. It's not like they didn't have that information. And then ultimately, after God destroyed them, verse number two, I love verse number three because that's really the heart of the issue. God right. says, I will be sanctified or I will be treated as holy. And so answering the question, why does it really matter? We're dealing with a holy God. Again, Leviticus chapter 11, verse number 44 and 45, Leviticus 19, verse 1 and 2. Peter talks about that in 1 Peter 1, verse number 16. You be holy for I am holy. And sometimes we approach God with this with this routine mindset. When you were talking a moment ago, uh, I, I began Googling. Uh, the definition of a routine is a sequence of actions regularly followed a fixed program. But the definition of a of relationship is the way in which two or more concepts, objects, or people are connected, mm. the state of being connected. And most people treat their worship to God as if, as if it's a routine. It's right. just something I go through the motion. It's just something I just got to do because I know that's what God says. But we have to move to maturity and we have to get to this place in our spirituality where it's not just a routine, but it's, it's a relationship. Right. Like like my relationship to God, you know, a routine is getting up and brushing your teeth and, and combing your hair, making sure you're right before you go out. But a relationship, man, that's different. Like, you know, being married, I mean, that 
that's a relationship. It can't right. just be a routine like, hey, buddy, hi, friend, good to see you. But right. it's a relationship. And thus, the same concept, I believe, is true for our worship as well. And so, again, Leviticus 10, verse 1 and 2 is just one example of individuals here throughout the entire Bible who didn't do it the way God wanted them to do. And ultimately, God destroyed them for that. And then again, in verse number three there, God says, I will be sanctified. But the New Translation say, I will be treated as holy there. Again, again, um, Exodus 30 and verse number nine there. So all those verses is kind of connecting, helping us uh, answer this question for why our worship really does matter and how the manner in which we should do it does matter as well. Right. No, you're exactly right. It, it matters immensely because I think obviously God has stated a way for us to worship. And mm -hmm. I think, you know, if... If nothing else, that would be it right there. That God Absolutely. has put in Scripture a way for us to worship, and that 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 right there shows that it matters. It doesn't matter what anybody else has said. What anything else, um, you know, comes to mind. You mentioned Leviticus chapter ten. But I also think about Malachi chapter one, um, where the people there are offering worship that God wasn't going to accept. And you notice what He says, beginning in verse six. He says, "A son honors his father; a servant his master." If then I am the father, where is my honor? And if I am a master, where is my reverence? Says the Lord of hosts to you, priests who despise my name, yet you say, in what way have we despised your name? But notice what he says. You offer defiled food on my altar, mm -hmm. but say, in what way have we defiled you? By saying the table of the Lord is contemptible. And when you offer the blind as a sacrifice, is it not evil? And when you offer the lame and the sick, is it not evil? Offer it then to your governor. Would he be pleased with you? Would he accept you favorably? Says the Lord of hosts, verse 9, But now entreat God's favor that he may be gracious to us while this is being done by your hands. Will he accept you favorably? Says the Lord of hosts. It's just It just goes to show the importance of making sure that we do what God has required of us um, and making sure we do it in the right way, in truth, but also with the right attitude, that being in spirit. John, going back to, again, to John chapter 4, and verse mm -hmm. 24, and I, we're going to talk about that, I think, a little bit, maybe the next couple of episodes. But it's extremely important. Worship obviously matters. The way that we do it matters, though. Um, and I think it's it's important to remember that. I like appreciate what you said about the routine and the relationship. Um, a relationship takes hard work, doesn't it? And, yes. and you know that, especially being married. Um, it, it's, you know, a, a healthy marriage is not you know, getting up and like you mentioned, saying hi and bye every day and that being it, that's not a healthy relationship, but one that takes dedicated effort, intentional effort, right? Mm -hmm. um, it's so much more than just a routine. And if you do go just through the motions, that's evident in a marriage and it will, and the marriage will not be successful in that. So the same, same way, it's the same, the same relationship with God, it takes effort, intentional effort, and we need to do all that we can to be pleasing to him and to follow him. So appreciate your appreciate your thoughts on this episode, Josh. Looking forward to the next couple uh, of episodes as we continue to talk about worship. Uh, thank you for taking some time, man. Appreciate it. Obviously, we are excited for the rest of this season, season number six, and extremely grateful uh, for all of the guests that we're going to have on. Looking forward to being with you next Tuesday on the Transform Podcast as we continue our study about worship. Until then, thank you so much, and God bless. Thank you so much for listening to this episode on the Scattered Abroad Network. We are grateful for your continued support as well as your continued prayers. If you would like to find out more about our network, please visit our website at scatteredabroad.org. We look forward to studying with you again soon. May God bless you.